Science, stealing fire from the gods to make a better life for you and me. The day is Saturday, December 24th, 2011. Christmas Eve, a merry one to those of you who are interested in that being said to you. Um, this week's podcast, we've got Prescott Gadon, who is a great guy I've known for a few years. He was in the cast of, I believe, the last lottery show. Um, that uh, last lottery cast at I.O., which was an opportunity for students uh, randomly chosen over the course of eight weeks um, to get to perform with different groups of veterans each week. Um, He's always been a really uh, unique voice to me, and I think he's just a a really massively underappreciated ensemble player with a unique point of view. Um, so, uh, I've always enjoyed watching him and getting to play with him is great and, uh, getting to have him on, on the podcast is great. Um, if you have a, uh, suggestion for us to use in, as the source of inspiration for a scene, um, you can write that w- to me at the email address, prometheanscience at gmail.com. That's P-R-O-M-E-T-H-E-A-N science at gmail.com. Um, and we'll use it in the future podcast. Um, I know that some folks have written in already and starting with the next group of podcasts, we'll start using those suggestions. So, um, get excited, uh, for that, your participation. I'm excited for your participation. Um, upcoming in the next month, we'll be having a podcast with George McAuliffe and Wes Haney and Connor O'Malley and Farrah Walsh. So that's a, a great bunch of people. Um, this week, uh, the thing that I'd encourage you to check out is something that creeps into my head every year around this time that I just think is really an, an, an interesting idea of pretty fringe, but uh, kind of hilarious and wonderful. Um, I would encourage you to visit uh, cannabisculture.com slash articles slash 3136.html. That was cannabisculture.com slash articles slash 3136.html, and you'll read an article called The Psychedelic Secrets of Santa Claus, um, which is uh, an article written by someone that details the sort of uh, ancient shamanic roots of Santa Claus and how he's like a uh, flying high on psychedelic mushrooms, perhaps uh, by drinking reindeer pee where reindeers have already eaten psychedelic mushrooms. It's a head trip and an enjoyable read, whether you uh, choose to integrate it into your personal feelings about the season or not. Um, so uh, that is that's something that you ought to check out. Uh, so I'm a little spacey, got to admit, uh, got into my holiday break here, um, had all my stress release, and that stopped me from being protected from getting sick. Uh, on someone's advice, I just ate a whole lemon. So my mouth feels pretty weird, like rind and all. Don't worry, it was organic, so that should be healthy for me as long as, uh, the, as, long as the citric, acid, citric acid doesn't do anything strange. Um, so uh, I'll get off your ears, and you can hear a healthier version of uh, myself, along with Prescott Gad, uh, improvising to the suggestion, Explorers. Captain. Yes, Carlos. Uh, I uh, brought you uh, a uh, something I found. Oh, great! Uh, go ahead, light the lamp. Bring it into the tent. All right, lighting lamp. Oh, oh. Ah, oh. I, oh. oh. 
oh, hey, careful. Hot, hot, Sorry. hot, hot. Oh, jeez. What a way to wake up. I'm so sorry. No, no, it's okay. If you found something, what did you find? Oh, the, uh, just so you know, the night shift very scary. You, yeah. you should try night shift. Well, oh, yeah. And we drew our straws, yes. and uh, I have dusk. Yes. Well, everyone is setting up the camp, and then you have night shift. Oh, post dusk. camp setup. Dusk. Yeah, it's a beautiful time of night, but very dangerous. The great cats, you know. Oh, yes. Diurnal yes. hunters, they're active at dawn and dusk. That's when they search for their prey. Oh, yes. At, at dawn, when I am just going to bed, I fear these cats. Yep. And I wake up mm -hmm. at dusk, and I fear these cats. And then I live at night. Yep. It yep. is a horrible cycle. Cat. Well, you're, uh, you're on a nocturnal creature cycle. I am. I am tied up with them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But here you are. What was it that you woke me for? What did you discover? Well, uh, um, amongst the night, uh, oh, all right. looking into the dark, sure. far off, I see a vision. Oh, boy. The captain's uh -huh. face upon, upon the night visage. What are you trying to tell me here? I, have, I saw your face. Okay. And so I go into the jungle where no man should go. No, yeah, it's dangerous out there. There's so the dangerous. Spiders and snakes and poison arrow frogs. Yes, all these. Yeah. I saw none of them. Oh, well, good. But closer I stepped to the To my face, face. To your face. Okay, now, all right, just, no, yeah, go ahead, finish up. All right. Ten feet from your face, I reach my height of fear. I okay. am, now I am, it is one of me. This is who I am. Yeah. And no, no did it, it just, I, yes. I really want to hear what it was, but did it look like I was standing out just with my face? No. Lit, it, like just my face? Was it big? Was it like a vision? What I, yeah, it, it was. I just want to set up the expectation for what maybe the payoff to your, what your journey was. Oh, Captain, payoff, big. <laughs> Don't worry. Okay. Big payoff. It was as if your face was resting um, at an angle on the, upon the ground, the size of, say, a poison tree frog. Yes. Oh, all Expectation right. sets. So, yeah, out. I guess so. So you saw what looked like a small version of my face resting on the ground out in the night. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. Oh. And 10 feet. Height of fear. Right. You're in your most fearful place. It seems like the payoff is... <laughs> Probably the next step to this. Well, then it, I uh, feel like, excuse me, I'm just going to run a cool wet washcloth over my face and hands. Oh, please do. Here, let me light the water. No, no, oh, no, 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 the real kicker to that one is that I wanted to cool anyway. No. <laughs> There's no need to light the basin. Okay. Um, apologies. No, Captain. it's fine. It's Go ahead. Yes. Go ahead, Carlos. Just... Well, unspool the big payoff conclusion of your story. Oh yes, of course, Captain. Of course. Okay, ten feet. I I accept. This is my calling, and no longer do I fear the jungle. No longer. Can you imagine this, Carlos? Not fear wow. the jungle at night. Sounds like. Was that the big payoff that you overcame a huge fear? Well, for me, but I think you might enjoy. Okay. This next All right. Great. <laughs> Good. I get closer. I approach the what I believe to be your face, knowing 
of course, that you are asleep. Right. Behind me. Yeah, in the camp. There in front of it, I pick it up. And here you are. Oh, my God. It is a tiny ceramic version of my face. Yes. <laughs> this is really off-putting. Yeah, I know. How did... This isn't a payoff. This is a bigger mystery. It, it's, it has not unraveled, no. But here's what I think. <laughs> Have you been making faces of yourself? Have I been making faces? Captain. Okay. Captain. All right. You've been making faces. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay, all right. You got me. I, I've been doing some ceramics it's in the kiln. You've been using the kiln not for our much-needed pots? Yeah, no. I, uh... One of the books I brought from home was Self-Portraiture and Ceramics, and I've been making some tiny ceramics. All right. Jeez. Captain. You, you got me. <laughs> well, we all have our secrets, if you will. But, but yeah. I've shared with you mine. It's that I'm afraid of. That is a, not a secret. That's just the way that you feel. Well, and it's completely reasonable. The jungle's terrifying. I, not that you would know, Mr. Sleeps at Night. Well, <laughs> all right. There's, I mean, you've got me over a barrel here. I guess the only thing I could do is admit that I've been wasting resources and resign command of the expedition. No, but the expedition. No, this I'm... Is, this is why I went to the academy. What academy was that? Oh, the uh, the Conquistador Academy. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah. Conquistador Academy. Yes. Where is that? Toledo? Uh, it is in uh, the suburbs of Toledo. <laughs> oh, Toledo, Ohio, not Toledo, Spain. Exactly. Oh. Yes. Oh, well, that's, I, that's on me. That's... Uh, I'm afraid I was being racially and ethnically insensitive. I just, you're... Oh, it's fine. You're Hispanic, so I assumed it would be Toledo, Spain. I fit every Hispanic stereotype except where I went to conquistador school. <sighs> well, still, egg yeah. on my face. I or uh, chilaquiles. Oh, yes, I get this reference. Yeah. It's an egg, egg dish. Egg dish, yes. It's served at breakfast time. Yeah, uh, brunch, lunch. Brunch and lunch time. It's good with hot sauce. Yes, I'm usually asleep at this point in the day. All right. Yes. Breakfast for you is dinner. Yes. You always have breakfast for dinner or dinner for breakfast. Well, yes, uh, compared to traditional time, yes. Yeah. This is true. I guess I'm just delaying the inevitable. I need to march right out there and admit that... My little arts and crafts hobby has been undermining the mission statement and turn everything over to uh, Gerhard. I, I mean, I hear Gerhard walking through right now. I think you should go talk to him. Uh, Gerhard! <clears throat> I, uh... Whoa, whoa, what are, you, what are you doing up? Carlos woke me. I have an admittance to make. I've been making... Oh. Tiny self-portraiture and ceramic in the kiln, wasting our pot ceramics. And uh, in our last migration across the jungle, apparently one dropped out. Carlos found it, was able to put two and two together, and uh, has shamed me into relinquishing my command to you. Wow. You're really making a, a big call here, 
thinking that's the punishment for making self-portraitures. Well, I was hoping that resigning would be punishment enough, but I suppose since you're second and now first in command, you're the one who gets to determine exactly what happens to me. Well, as first in command, I'd like to relinquish it back to you. Oh! I think it shows a lot of character, and that's the kind of company I want to run. Well, then I accept it and pardon myself. Carlos! Yes, sir. You get back out in that jungle. Oh, poor Carlos. Poor Carlos, indeed. Indeed. Good luck, Carlos. <laughs> and that's our time. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, great. I'm going to set, uh, set the clock here. So I think that I would say about that 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 was just a joyful mess. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, I don't know. You know, I think when we go back and listen to it, I don't even know. The, and maybe it's the boyish curse. I don't even know how much of a scene that's going to be, but I was having a blast the whole time that we were doing it. It was just a really, really fun, fun thing, you know? Yeah. Uh, wait, do we talk about it now or after we listen to it? Now. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, um, so that's the thing is that we have to like... It's, based we're, on- yeah, we're emulating how it feels when we come to the sideline or after the show. You know, when we when we perform, we don't. You know, of shows, we really. Can, this is all we have is our immediate aftershock effect, and so I kind of want to okay. examine the process from that angle. Yeah, yeah, and we never have the luxury of listening back to it, so that's kind of like the miracle of the of this podcasting scenario is that we get to like have all of our anxieties and feelings of success and feelings of failure and talk about it and talk about what that feels like, and then we'll get to go back and see how. <laughs> totally wrong we were about yeah. how good or bad stuff was you know okay uh i loved the the uh setup like i think it's a cool moment for like that intimate moment in the dead of night i could really it. picture it i think yeah. that was the thing that yeah. like i almost feel like that's the thing that let us do absolutely nothing in the scene is that i could so easily picture you coming into my canvas tent and lighting the lamp and me being one of those sweat-stained, like, you know, Indiana Jones shirts, uh, dudes in a cot, yeah. you know, swinging my feet over the edge of it and being like, oh, you've made a discovery. <laughs> and so, I, you know, I, I, like, I really like that. I like that when that happens in scenes, when something very simple happens that kind of so richly paints it, you know, based yeah. on kind of... I guess just what our, like, collective experience is with this kind of, you know, scenario or, or, or you know, environment. Yeah, uh, I I find, you know, my my happiness and enjoyment of a scene, you know, if it, up top I can picture it and, like, you know, you just, yeah. you know where you are. You, like, yeah. you always, those scenes go well. Yeah, because it can be it. Like, yeah. and that's what, that's, I think that is the thing that I seek in scenes is that, there's, there's, you know, kind of like some masonry work that you need to do to construct a structure, you know, like a, a foundation for what you're doing. Yeah. But that kind of mathematical edge of it is the least gratifying thing. It's just work that you have to do. But almost never is it anything that I feel particularly proud of, mm-hmm. you know. It's just sort of like, well, this is this is the, this is the mechanical effort to get to the place of true artistic expression you know to get to the place where you can actually 
live as someone and express and have that be something that comes to life and is rich, you know? You're saying it takes a lot of work to get to that point? Uh, I'm saying that it's great when it takes a minimal amount of work. Okay, like that, yeah. that work is necessary, but it is what I least enjoy. Yeah. You know, being is what I enjoy. Well, you're a big proponent of just laying on the where we are, who we are, <laughs> mm-hmm. even if it's unrealistically laid out. Yeah. Just yeah. so you can start playing within yeah. that. Yeah. 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 Just so I, to, I, to get everybody on the same page. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. I mean, and, of and course, we, were, we were on the same page. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which is, I really. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's like, I'm not a fan of artificiality, but like I will take six seconds of artificiality so that I can have five minutes of truth. Yeah. You know, if if that's what it it buys. So we, uh, you know, off the bat, we knew where we are. We're loving Mm -hmm. the scenario. Mm -hmm. What went wrong? You know, I think that it was, it's almost. I think it's a there's something that happened um, when I when I improvised with MJ that it, it probably won't sound. It probably won't sound how it felt. You know, like I think there was a tension in the, or not a not a. I don't know if even tension is the right word. We were having a great time. It felt like we were yeah. having a blast, but at the same time, I think we could tell that there was no sort of like motion happening. Yeah. In the scene, you know, in the scene. Yeah. And I think. In part, it's because there was there were there was this we just didn't get to it, you know. Like we treated getting to it like a like kind of like a game, right? You right. know, and sort of like it. I think that that was something that you know, and I totally take that on me. Is that I mean, we were even there, there was even kind of like a. Uh, a meta improv thing going on by me calling it the big payoff. Yeah. yeah, Like there is no, there is no payoff. And I think that that, that was the success of the scene is that it wasn't like, even though we were talking about the the big payoff, I think why it was fun is because that big payoff didn't matter at all. Like the thing that was things that were fun was like, Branching off to fill in other details, you know. Yeah, which, which sounds like the boyish curse, right? Yeah, I think that's yeah. always the goal is to avoid. Yeah, is to avoid something. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's to avoid the thing that obligates us to do what other than what we are doing in the moment. Yeah, you know, and I think that putting that out there, we had to drive to it. It was what we had to do, but we kept putting it off to do the things that were more fun, and so we kept doing these things that were more fun. But they almost couldn't. Be, they couldn't become what the scene was. They no, you know, yeah. it, because the set that setup of finding out what was happening was so important, you know. Yeah. And even when we dealt with it, it was like it was. I mean, it wound up. It was not. It wasn't a big payoff. It was just this yeah. odd little thing. But at the same time, going through the other end of it was a lot more fun. Like yeah. I was and, like able to be like, oh, okay, well. Now I have something to react to, and now and now I don't know where it's going to go. Yeah, you know? and that was. What, do you think that's where it got interesting for you? Um, you know, I I can't say that I lost interest ever. It's just that there was, I think, hovering above it was the restriction of needing to find this thing out. Yeah, you know, and I I think that we don't we both really didn't know exactly what it was, and it wasn't important, and so this unimportant kind of like piece of mechanical data was clinging to the scene start to finish, you mm-hmm. know? And so it's kind of like that, that thing that I want to get through, 
was part of the through line of the scene. And the, and in and you know like struggling with it, like I, we should have just sped to it, you know, yeah, and just dealt with it and then had our scene. But it's like our the the mechanical setup was protracted throughout the entire scene, and so we had fun almost in spite of what the scene demanded, <laughs> you yeah. know. Yeah, I mean, which is good, and I think that. You know, it's something I appreciate. I appreciate the rapport that we have, and I love your playfulness and like the the way that it manifests. Because I think that you, as an improviser, are unlike anybody else, mm-hmm. and that's one of the reasons why I love to watch you and to play with you. Because I don't think that you're, I don't feel like you're bound to the things that, rightly so, you are not bound to the things that other people feel like they're bound to. You know, like you have this, it's why I was excited about seeing you play with Louie and why I feel like you guys are not the anywhere near the same kind of sensibilities, but there is a sprightliness and freedom in the way that you both play that I find reminiscent to one another. Right. You right. Know? You were saying, yeah, yeah I'm a less dirty version of, yeah, you're not a pervert, you know, <laughs> but you're, but you're, I think that you're, that there is a whimsicality to both of you guys. And that is, and that is something that I'm very attracted to because I think that, you know, I, I, I permit my, my need to satisfy some mechanism to overtake what is really important. And I don't ever feel like that is the case for you. Like you have that naturalism your naturalism is a sprightly quality. And so I think the way that that manifests in the scene that we had is that we had a very heavy thing that we had to get to. And we could sort of like be like, all right, all right, now let's just grind to this thing. But it wasn't, even though it was theoretically important, it wasn't ever really important because you remain focused on what is truly important, which is like having fun and, and communicating with each other, you know? Right. Right. And so we were having our fun mm-hmm. all the way up to the, that point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I like too that I think something that was really interesting that, and, and I, I guess I'd like for you to talk about your impulse here and you know, what, how, what it felt like for you, but the, the idea of the notion of that other character being introduced and you being immediately like, Oh yeah, let's do that other character. And I, I think that that is something, I think when you are playing with your maximum level of freedom and, and, um, and inspiration, when you're afforded that stage for you to play in your full power, I, it's rare for me to see anybody as, as free as you. I feel like you operate very much without boundary and understand that the medium is what you make it. You know, I mean, yeah. other I, I see I, other people do like in shows doing character switches that are bits where it's like, oh, now I'm going to get a laugh by by playing two different characters. But I see you and I felt like it happened in the scene as it just being like the thing that will be the most fun for you to you're, you're yeah. unbound by your body in in scenes where you're really playing as yourself. And I felt like that we were lucky enough to have that manifest in this, in that you showed your impulse of just, you know what? I'm, I, I may occasionally be playing a character, but I'm really above all else, a painter. And 
this entire stage is my canvas. Yeah, I, that's a lot of talk, but that's my feeling on no, it. So, no, what's you, your feeling? You hit it? it on the head. I um, you know, I think in the early days, I think uh, all us new improvisers, um, you know, you're on scene and you or, sorry, you're on stage doing a scene and something happens. Uh, it's like, oh, we're in the doctor's office and it's a boring scene, and uh, I just, uh like, and then. And you just want to escape it, you yeah. know, right? And you're like, there's so many more fun things out there you can do. And I think <clears> early on, you were always like, well, but I'm stuck here. I'm in the scene. <laughs> it's proper to just, like, hammer the scene out. And I remember one day in a rehearsal, um, we were at the top of a, we were, like, in an airplane. And the one of the only options for this to, to go next was to jump out of the plane with no yeah. parachute and die. And so that would have ended the scene. And so me and my partner were hemming and hawing around, well, this scene's done. We need to jump out. <laughs> it'll end it. But, like, the exercise was going to keep going. And I was like, well, we're screwed. We can't do anything. And then I was like, well, what if we just jump out of the airplane, but we continue the scene <laughs> as we're falling? So, like, we did that. And then we had, like, a normal scene, but maybe, like, we were yelling and waving yeah. our arms or something. But it wasn't, like, just a falling scene. It was, like, it's still a scene, and this and the environment was we were falling. And then, you know, and then that's when I realized, like, oh, like, if I'm bored, anything can happen. <laughs> and it's, it's right. still going to be a scene. So now, like, if we mention a character or something outside, I'm a huge fan of of escaping whatever scene we're in and seeing what's there too. And, uh, I've always frustrated when, um, people aren't willing to go there. I've been in scenes where I've been like, all right, you know, it's like a minute into the scene. All right, fine. Let's see what's in this next room. And, um, you know, a teammate might see that, Oh, Oh, he wants me to wipe because he's saying, I want to leave the scene, but no, it's, I want to leave the room to see what else can happen for that scene. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so, so smart. I think that's the, 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 it's, it's, it's a really interesting thing for it to have happened in the course of this particular scene. Cause I really do think that is something that people that watch you specifically should learn is that you are, have this, marvelous kind of error about you where in in execution rather than just in theory you are not trapped you know you manage to not be trapped even if you're in something you know that has all these qualities that you say that 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 are that should be trapping you you somehow still have fun because I think you realize where w- what your capacity is, you know, and what what this thing's capacity is, and what improv's capacity is. Yeah, yes. and You're that's never so, stuck in that. that's something that bedevils me because I feel like there's a lot of things that I need to satisfy and I need to get over that. Like in concept, I understand we're not trapped, yeah. and I feel like that's that's really something that you bring is that in execution we're not trapped. And I think maybe that's why we managed to continue to have fun despite being theory trapped by this thing. <laughs> yeah. And then when we got through it, you know, you also flowed to this other, this other thing where maybe the new thing was, okay, now I've got to be the high status guy. But instead, you're like immediately like, well, you have to be punished. Good job. Um, I'm immediately ceding <laughs> command back to you. And I'm like, oh, this is great. This is so, like, I love, I love the, the, uh, 
absurdity I can believe in, you know? And I think that was, I think maybe that's, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Listening to the scene again will be strange because I'm like, yeah, there's a lot of it that seemed like it didn't work. But at the same time, I had a great time. And I think it really kind of, it, it was, it's, it was a really interesting scene. I think it demonstrated a lot of, demonstrated a lot of these it gave us a lot of fodder for talking about successes and failures, I guess. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, do you really, you, you feel, when you feel trapped, are you saying you, like, are unwilling to, what, break certain rules for well, the sake of, uh, like... I think that, you know, the, I think that it's probably the way that I feel about myself much more than the way that I am, mm-hmm. you know, in that uh, I think that I'm a pretty mercurial player. You know, usually, but, um, but I am frustrated by those times when I permit myself to be bound by things that are unimportant and it, you know, it happened, it, you know, it happens to us all. And so I have plenty of moments after shows where I'm just like, oh, why did I not remember that it's within my power to do these things. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I I just think seeing you, I think you, I I almost never picture you having that feeling because you so freely move in and out of like, you're an escape artist because you so freely, you know, it's almost like that's what's so refreshing and unusual about you as a performer is that you, you seem to have a knack for getting into situations that would bind you and tie you down and then immediately just sidestep your way out of them. So it's like you have both a penchant for creating situations that should trap you and (laughs) no, uh, no ability to, uh, bow down to that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So it's, I don't know. So I think people should, well, people should seek Prescott out and, and, and take a look at him because he's really unusual quantity that has a great deal of value. I think. I, I think. I think that, that it should be a universal thing. Like it's it's improv. Well, I you know? agree. So That's, it's like, and we've all been there so many times. Of like, I hate where I am right now. Yeah, it's but like, I think that's, to that's why people should observe what it's like to see you 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 play with a lot of power in a show. Yeah, it's, because I think that's something that would help learn. It would help, would help, would, you know, it helps. It's an inspiring thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so. I, I think I got to attribute that to watching lots of uh, Craig Euler and Middle East. Because <laughs> they, yeah. They, but he's they a just, maniac. Yeah, yeah, well, he's, yeah, he's the maniac version of that. But yeah, he yeah. refuses to be tied down by something. Like, if someone points a gun at him, he just takes the gun. <laughs> and I, that, like, I love that so much. <laughs> like, no, don't point a gun at me. <laughs> don't point a gun at me. <laughs> Awesome. Uh, is there is there any other th- anything else you know, the, since the dog barked? Is there was there any other stray thought that you want to make sure to about the scene? Uh, yeah, or about the scene or about the experience, whatever you know. Final final shot. Uh, I love um, I love doing this in an audio form. Uh, I was talking with Anderson about this. I feel it's more freeing, even though you can be anywhere on an yeah. improv stage. It feels like you. Like, we could have easily recreated this, but yeah. it felt like you can create atmosphere a lot easier through audio than visually. You know, it's, it's, it's really interesting because I think that, that so you know, my experience with this so far has been that 
it really is kind of a different animal. And some of the tension that I feel in scenes about things not going well is because it's kind of a different paradigm of performance, you know, in that there, there is more, for, you know, more freedom and more atmosphere and that kind of stuff. But at the same time, you know, a lot of the people I play with are very gifted physical performers and there's a lot that they can do with their bodies that completely drops out of this, you know? Mm-hmm. And so we gain the mind's eye of the listener, but we lose a lot of our instrument, Yeah, you know? So, uh, so it's, it's an interesting trade-off. So it's, inter- it's fun that I'm happy that it was a positive, like a positive experience. I think I'm probably still struggling with it a little bit. Well, I think I'm a less physical player. So maybe it's like, well, <laughs> well I don't know. I disagree. I disagree <laughs> with that because you have like a real fruity, almost like hippie style, like kind of like, I, I think that you're a very like organic group game player that uh has been in situations that maybe you've not been afforded to let that um remain as something that you do a lot but i still remember seeing like your your student shows um and how totally physical you were and how much you led group games and stuff and was like oh he'll you know if he if he were to perform on a herald team that was committed to really organic play he'd be a really strong tool so so I disagree with you okay Um, (laughs) (laughs) thank you very much thank you